Hey there, Story Pirates podcast listeners. Lee here. Today's episode features a very special guest, the one and only Oscar Montoya. Along with a pretty standard sampling of game shows, mosquitoes, ancient cookie temples, and surrealistic journeys through space and time. All of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Brace yourselves, everybody. We're about to enter a new layer. Whoa! Whoa! all those vines and all the strange ruins wait a minute i know this place oh we have to stop give me the wheel yeah Yeah. peter let go Uh, no you're steering us straight into that rock Ah! wait seatbelts everyone oh yeah yeah. Yeah. and resume is everyone all right i think so peter why did you do that? I recognize this place from the packaging on my Yadisco cookies. I had to stop the ship. Why didn't you just ask me to use the brakes? <laughs> because would you have stopped? Yes. Oh, well then let me say this from the bottom of my heart. Whoops! We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. 
I would go back like in time to see myself. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. And apparently, we also just wreck the ship whenever we want. I said I was sorry! No, you didn't. Okay, well, I definitely meant to. I know I shouldn't have done that, but listen, there's a perfectly good explanation. (laughs) What's the reason? Okay, I'll go after Peter, and while I do that, you do a story. Okay. And I'll just be over here fixing the ship. Phew. Oh, good. I did not want to get stuck with that job. (laughs) Here's the first story, and here to introduce it is the author. Hi, I'm Mira. I'm 11 years old. I'm from Tennessee, and this is my story, The Left Side of Time. Salutations, all. I am Emmett, master of the fourth dimension, time. Sometimes people get unstuck in the temporal stream and can't find their way back. The problem is they think they need to be on the right side of time. But if you're lost, there are a few easy steps you can take. First is to remember that the opposite of the right side of time is not the wrong side of time. It's the left side of time. Dig through the left side of time. Run through the palace of rhyme. Seeing the sights and lighting the lights. Smelling the sea in the pile of dirt. Wind on your way, pick up a blue shirt. Fly with the eagles and fly with the stars Two miles north and you hit Mars Left, 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 left side time Left, 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 left side of time Left, 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 left side of time Challenger dress. Go backwards and hit the palace of rhyme. Now go through that hole in the left side of time. Left side And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, Lee. How's it going? Good. 
So, Mira, I am completely obsessed with your story, or your poem, actually, The Left Side of Time. It's kind of like a treasure map, like a treasure map or scavenger hunt. Like, it gives all these directions to go places. Yeah, how did you come to write it? What was your inspiration? Well, we were doing a creative writing thing at our house that me and my brother do with our mom sometimes. And our mom gave us this prompt, which is like, make a creative writing treasure map. And then from there, the poem just came out? Yeah, I just thought of all these wacky places and odd things and just kind of put them together into a treasure map. So there are some phrases or some lines in your poem that I think are so beautiful and interesting. And I was wondering if I could ask you about some of them specifically. Yeah. Let's start with the title and the first line, which is dig through the left side of time. So how did you come up with the left side of time? Well, time has always been something I've loved writing about because it's so mysterious. And I like writing about mysterious things. And so the left side of time is so like mystical because I'm not sure if the left side of time is the past or the future. I like how you're kind of leaving it up to the reader to figure it out. I haven't quite figured it out yet myself. Well, that's an important thing about writing, is that you don't have to have it figured out to write. Yeah, I think that the reader should be the one to fill in the blanks, not the writer. Yeah, I love that so much. So here's another line I like. Singing the song of the challenger dress. Well, challenger means to challenge or to fight. So I think it's like a war cry but more like a war song than a war cry because you're like singing it. What is the challenger dress itself? Is that like a dress like someone could wear? It's not like a dress exactly. It's like clothes of the challenger, like armor. Got it. In terms of time, do you think that there is anything that we will discover about time in our lifetimes that we don't know right now? Maybe someday we'll be able to go back in time, which would be really cool. But I wouldn't go very far back. I would go back like in time to see myself because that seems like more interesting. What would you want to see about yourself? I don't know. I'd want to see things that have already happened, like plays I've been in. I would want to watch those from the audience. What do you think you could take away from going back in time and seeing an experience you've had from the outside? Well, sometimes you can learn from what's happened to you, but sometimes you don't really remember what it was like. Do you think you'd be interested in seeing some things that you might not remember, like, for instance, when you were born? Yeah, it would be so much different to see something that happened to yourself from, like, a second person's point of view, just to watch yourself go on like a play. You know what's kind of funny? What? Years from now, when you've maybe forgotten about this experience, about having your story on the Story Pirates podcast, you will go back and you will listen to it again and you'll hear your voice and it will kind of be like going back in time and re-experiencing something that happened to you. (laughs) That's true. That's like a time capsule. Right? It'll be like you are that second person standing there watching you do something. Yeah, I could even imagine myself in my room talking on the phone. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. Well, I hope it's a good memory when it happens. It will be. Mira, thank you so much for letting us perform your story. Thank you for performing it. Bye, Mira. Bye. Wow, I know I say this basically every episode, but that story really was amazing. Hey, Smitty, how's the ship coming? 
Actually, it's a lot of work. I could use some help. Yeah, that sounds really hard. <clears throat> but I wonder how Lee and Peter are doing. Peter? Peter? Oh, there you are. Shh, Lee, quiet. Look, there it is. The long-lost Yadisco cookie temple. Wow, it looks so ancient and majestic. I can't believe my long search is finally over. How'd you even know about this place? Well, Lee, it all started with this cookie. Is that an order? No, it is not. Now, it may look like a popular brand name cream-filled chocolate sandwich cookie, but your discos are filled with a special cream made from real dirt. And every Yadisco cookie is decorated with a signature swirl and the name clearly printed on the outside. But your cookie is completely blank. Exactly! I tried calling Yadisco to get a replacement, but I couldn't find a phone number or even an address or anything. That's why when I saw the ruins from the cookie packaging, I knew I had to look. And I was right. I found the hidden temple! Wow. I know. The existence of a secret cookie temple is probably very surprising. No, it's just I can't believe you saved a cookie for that long without eating it. Eating snacks is kind of your whole thing. What? <laughs> Don't be silly. My whole thing is mysterious adventures. Um... Now, come on. Are we jumping down this long, previously unestablished water slide that leads directly to the temple's entrance, or what? Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I do love me a good water slide. Who dares approach the temple of Yadisco? Look, Peter, it's some kind of guardian of the temple. I am the guardian of the temple. Right, I just But said... you can just call me the guardian of the temple. Guardian of the temple, my name is Peter, and I have traveled long and far, which is the same thing. With this, a blank Yadisco cookie. A blank cookie? Oh! <gasps> Are you serious? Let me see that. Hmm, yeah. This looks like the real deal, all right. The cookie of unlimited potential. It was foretold that he who retrieves the cookie of unlimited potential would inherit the knowledge of the mighty Cookie Supreme. I'm not so sure about you, though. Trust me, if anyone's the Cookie Supreme, it's probably Peter. Not until he does the trial. Trials? Ooh, fun. How hard could it be? Many before you have tried and failed. Most have never even figured out how to get past the front door. <laughs> I did it! What? I mean, mm, what? You opened the door? But how? Well, I got so hungry when you started talking, I just ate the door. <clears throat> fun surprise. It's made of cookies. All right. You've gotten past the pre-trials, but the real trials are no piece of cake. Oh, I was hoping there would be cake. Welcome to the first trial, the trial of the body. All you have to do is swing across that pit of chocolate chip spikes, avoid the hot fudge lava, dodge the rolled wafer spears, all while navigating the snickerdoodle fog in order Ow. to- um, Sorry, what were you saying? You, you ate all the booby traps. I'm starting to second guess making this temple out of baked goods and chocolate. On to the next trial. Welcome to the trial of the mind! Here you'll be faced with an impossible riddle, testing your knowledge of cookies. You'll find the riddle written on this ancient scroll, which, let me emphasize, cannot be eaten. How? 
That is the tastiest riddle I've ever had. What? Come on. I just said no to eat it. That's how the trial's supposed to work. Are you serious? <sighs> that was the temple saying you can move on to the final round. Woohoo! Making me look like a real jerk here. Finally, we've reached the trial of the soul. And this time... I know, I know. I won't just eat whatever shows up in front of me. I promise. Well, actually, this time, you are supposed to eat this. The cookie of judgment. The cookie will decide whether or not your soul is worthy of receiving the knowledge of the cookie supreme. Hmm. Peter, are you okay? He said you could eat the cookie. I would, Lee, if this were a cookie. But it is not. Gasp. This is nothing but sand. How did you know? I don't know. When it comes to cookies, I just know. Also, if you remember season two, episode one, in which it was established that I spent the whole summer eating sand, thinking that it was a low-calorie sugar. <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson after that. Oh, uh, that was bad. Are you kidding me? This guy? The next cookie supreme? Hey, look at the blank cookie. A pattern's appearing on the outside. And it looks like... Oh, Peter! That's your face! Neat. Well, now I can finally enjoy my cookie. Not if I have a say. Give me that. Grab. My cookie! This should have been my cookie. I'm the one who's given my life to guard this temple. I should be the next cookie supreme. Me, the guardian. Ha! Ha! I can feel the knowledge coursing through me. I'm becoming all-powerful. Hey, I was going to eat that. Peter, forget about that. The whole temple's coming down around us. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. 
Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? (sighs) Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. I can feel the power! I see everything, every possible recipe. Flour, chocolate chips, eggs, salt. Not enough chocolate. Too much chocolate. Too much knowledge. Too much. Why is this such a struggle? Peter, come on. We've got to get out of here before he brings the whole place down. But my cookie, we came all this way. We can bake cookies back on the ship. Bake cookies? Lee. That's it. I'll just bake a new cookie before we go. Peter! Hold on, hold on. I just need a few things. Flour, salt, sugar, dirt, whisk, bake, and there we go. A brand new cookie with my face on it. So handsome. What? Another cookie of unlimited potential? But how? Ow. My new scary cookie friend. You feel this pain because you seek to hold the knowledge of the Cookie Supreme for yourself. But the knowledge, like cookies, is meant to be shared. Let go, and you shall see. Let go? You did it! (coughs) Oh, yeah. Was my voice real weird a second ago? Peter, I'm sorry. I thought that I was supposed to become the new Cookie Supreme, but I got so jealous of how good at cookies you were that I lost sight of why I love cookies. Because they bring people together. But I just have to know, how did you gain such extensive cookie knowledge? You know, I don't know. I guess maybe it's because I eat a lot of stuff. Wow, speaking of, I am hungry. All I ate today was one cookie. And a room of booby traps, and a scroll, and a front door. (gasps) Oh, I've got that leftover charcuterie plate in my fridge at home. We should get back to the ship. Mm, I get it. I salute you, my cookie supreme. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Bye! And there, the ship's all fixed. Go teamwork! You didn't do anything. Okay, we have a different definition of teamwork. 
Hey, we're back. Peter's got baking superpowers. It's pretty cool. Cool. You're just in time for the next story. That's very cool. Okay, listeners, this next story is a pretty unique one because it's actually two different stories, both written by the same author and both featuring a character named Phoenix. We thought, since they both have that same character, why not just smush them together and make it one big story? Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name's Bennett. I'm six years old and I live in Iowa. This is my story called The New Food Slash Phoenix Horses Mosquito. Hello, this is Max and Gus's Breakthrough Bakery. How can I help you? Oh, hello, Madam Mayor. Yes, Gus and I are still busy at work in the kitchen inventing a brand new food for your mother's birthday. I know her birthday is tonight. I know that she hates all existing food. Yes, I promise the food will be new. All right, see you tonight. Bye now. G-Max, this is the last chance for our breakthrough bakery. If we don't come up with a new food quick, our bakery is toast. And not the good kind. All right, Gus, let's get back to inventing. Where were we? One week old banana. One week old banana. Check. Two bottles of red ketchup. Two bottles of red ketchup. Pardon me. Check. Three salty little tears. Three salty little tears. Check. And we just add a little heat. And voila! Gus, would you like to do the honors of tasting this never-before-consumed revolutionary dish? I'd love to, Max. And? It is definitely not a new food. What? Let me try. It certainly is new, but I don't think we can call this food at all. Max, what are we going to do? Don't worry, Gus. I'm sure we can do this. All we have to do is keep at it and avoid distractions. Sorry, what did you say? I got distracted. I said we just need to keep trying different ingredients and avoid distractions. Sorry, avoid what? Distractions. Who's at the door? A distraction. A what? A distraction. A who? A distraction! Sorry, I'm distracted. Let me get the door. Hello, Max and Gus's Breakthrough Bakery. What can we do for you? They're after me. Close the door, quick. Well, who's after you? And who are you? My name is Phoenix. That's very interesting, but we're a little busy, right? Phoenix? What an unusual name. Gus, this man is distracting you. There's no time. The evil creatures could be here any moment, and they're out for blood. Blood? Yes, and there are three things that make a person irresistible to those little vampires, and they are... Look, Mr. Phoenix, this all sounds very high stakes and interesting, but my friend Gus and I need to get back to our very important business of inventing a new food. And you, my friend, are a distraction. You don't understand. If you mix together the wrong things, they'll come for you. You'll scratch, 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 but it won't be enough. Their appetite is insatiable. Okay, Greg. Goodbye, FedEx. No, please. You don't understand. You gotta let me in, please. What a distraction. Gus, we gotta get back to inventing. Right. Okay, okay. What if we started with a flatbread? Uh-huh. Covered in tomato sauce. Okay. Covered in cheese? That'd just be a pizza. We need a new food. Okay, okay. What about a potato? Gus, are you thinking of french fries? But they're cut into long strips. Okay, this sounds like french fries. Then they're fried. Yeah, no, that's definitely french fries. But in a French style. So... French fries. 
Oh, yeah, I, I guess that is french fries. <sighs> Gus, focus. What else have we got? Uh, what about... Oh, a bunch of mosquitoes. Gus, are you about to just start saying things that you see out the window? Swarming around a flailing man? That is definitely not a food. And the man has an unusual name, like... Ah, Phoenix! Back, he fell tormentors! Back! He's being attacked by a swarm of mosquitoes. These distractions couldn't get any worse. Think again. Huh? Who are you two fancily dressed fellows holding broadcast and microphones? Hello, game show fans. I'm John. And I'm John, too. And we're the hosts of Bug Wipeout. Bug Wipeout? Bug Wipeout, the show where people battle bugs. Look, that sounds very exciting or whatever, but we're kind of in the middle of our own battle with time trying to create a new food. So if you two could get out of our kitchen, that'd be super. Tonight, Vidix will face off against nature's most vile vampiric vermin, the mosquito. Don't mix the wrong things. Now, what is Vidix saying, John? I can't quite tell. I do not know, John, but what I do know is that today, Vidix and a mosquito are fighting. Vidix and a mosquito fighting? John, that's so weird. It's okay, John. John, they like always fight. No, 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 this is weird, John. No, John, they often fight every day. Agree to disagree, John. I'm afraid I can't agree to that, John. <laughs> okay, listen here, John 1. I'm John 1. Sorry, John 2. I'm John 2. Oh, whatever, just take this Phoenix character and get out of our kitchen. The mayor and her mother are gonna be here in one hour. Is something that would be true if said one hour ago. Madam Mayor! Because we're here now! Speaking of now, I hope your new food is ready for my mother's birthday! I'm this many years old. That's so many fingers! Feed me, and it better be something good and new. <laughs> Coming right up, Mayor's mother. Max, what are we gonna do? It'll be all right, Gus. Just listen closely to me and put in the three ingredients I say. Okay, Max. And whatever you do, don't put in any of the ingredients I say. Uh, Fiddix, I feel like it will be distracting for you to say anything. Yes. To be honest, I'm shocked the mayor hasn't commented on the presence of this weird Fiddix guy being swarmed by a cloud of mosquitoes or the fact that we're in the middle of a game show. So let's not press our luck. Well, we're waiting. Yes, of course. It's just three measures. Flour! Yeah, three measures of flour. Uh, okay, and then one measure of... Yeast! Yeah, a measure of yeast. Uh, okay, sure. Then finally, one teaspoon of... Cinnamon! Yeah, one teaspoon cinnamon. Gus, are you sure? We don't even know what this will make. What choice do we have? Enough is enough. Do you have new food for us, or do we need to shut down this bakery forever? Mother's waiting. Ahem, <clears throat> uh, very well. We present to you this never-before-tasted, even-by-us, dish. We call it cinnamon bread? Give me that. <laughs> oh, wow! This is the best thing I've ever tasted! Well, my mother loves it. It's a huge success. I'm making Max and Gus's Breakthrough Bakery the official bakery of our town. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, you fools, don't you see what you've done? Invented a new food like we wanted? Saved the day? No, eating bread with cinnamon is what made me so delicious to the mosquitoes in the first place. I distinctly want you not to mix those three ingredients. For now that you have consumed the cinnamon bread, do you know what's going to happen? A big distraction? I'll say... Ah! 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 
<laughs> well, this has been another episode of Bug Wipeout, in which the mosquitoes win again. Until next time, I'm John One. No, I'm John One. Oh, whatever. The end. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Send us your story. We read them all. We read them all. You know we love them. Now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, a shout out to Evelyn, an eight-year-old from Pennsylvania who sent us the story, Mixed Up Meals, in which something has gone very wrong in nature. All of the animals that usually eat other animals are being eaten by those animals. For example, a worm is eating a bird and a fly is eating a toad. Luckily for us, three kids, Stella, Brady, and Brooke, are on the case. Thanks for the story, Evelyn. Next up, we got a story from four-year-old Esme in Virginia called The Ship. And it's a story about a dog that barks so loudly that aliens from outer space come to Earth to check it out. Honestly, I know a couple dogs that barked out loud. Maybe they were just talking to aliens the whole time. Huh. Thanks for giving me something to think about, Esme. Shout out to Grayson, an eight-year-old in California who wrote the story, The Dinosaur That Did Karate. This story has my favorite character name of the week. It's a dinosaur named Metal Jaw, and it also has my favorite line of the week. Dinosaurs are honest at karate. Thanks, Grayson. And finally, from Tristan, a six-year-old in Washington, we got the story, Why You Should Never Put a Goldfish Up High. And I don't think I can really do justice to this one because there is a drawing that accompanies Tristan's story that shows exactly why you should never put a goldfish up high. So to see that drawing and read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com podcast. Now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Mira, the author of The Left Side of Time. Kids, write us a story about going back in time. Make up a brand new character from your imagination who goes back in time to see or change something they did a long time ago. Tell us what happens when they try to change the past. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Mira and Bennett. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mihaela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. 
And contributing writers are Nick Canellis, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Oscar Montoya. This episode features performances by Greg Barnett, Eric Gerson, Angela Giorotana, Jasmine Malave, Peter McNerney, Joshua Nasser, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Keith Rubin, Rachel Winitsky, and Matt Zimbrano. The Left Side of Time was written and produced by Eric Gerson with vocal arrangements and direction by Eric Gerson and Jack Mitchell. Now, you're probably wondering, how exactly did the Story Pirates smush those two stories together? You know, with the new food slash Fiddix versus Mosquito? Well, the answer is cutting-edge technology. You see, right here in front of me is a machine. A giant machine that I built myself with a little help. I call it... The Story Smusher! <laughs> you just put one story in right here, and you put another story in this slot right here, and then you press this button, and you turn this knob, and you push this lever, and then you push that first button again two times, and just stand back and watch the Story Smusher work its magic. Ah. <sighs> Yep, built it myself. <laughs> you know, it is a little louder than usual. Okay, that doesn't sound right. I don't think that I oiled it very well today. And that noise right there is definitely not good. Yeah, I'm going to... No, okay, it's telling me I can't leave. I have to watch it continue to smush these stories. This is not working. Okay, you know, it was a prototype. We need to go back and work on this some more. No, we can't. Okay, it's telling me we can't work on it anymore. Woo! Science! Ha <laughs> ha! I'm scared. 